Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in here real quick before the episode starts and let you know during the show there is a few parts that have some buzzing noises. I've tried editing out a few of them, but in some cases I can't edit them out because it takes away from what the guys are talking about, so I didn't really want to do that. So this should be the last time this happens, though. We're using a new software to record, so uh, looking into next week we should be fine. But I just want to give you guys a heads up before the episode starts. Enjoy the show. I kid you not, from my own personal experience with this coaching staff, I've met Delenheim, I've met Norvell, I've met Coach Johnson, um, I've met the D, D coordinator. Like, I've talked to these guys just last week, just a weekend ago, uh, last week, two weeks ago, uh, at another 707 up here in Tallahassee, and they were hands-on. Subway's horrible, gambling on any list. I put Subway and Firehouses, number six and seven together. Stop. That is so silly. That is so silly. That is ridiculous. Come on now. What? Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Nose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? Yo, 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 what is happening? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful Thursday evening here in Tallahassee. We're kind of all over the place. Charlotte, down there, and where are you near, Nate? Tampa area? Right in 10. Bradenton. Yeah, that's right. You're right near IMG. Los here in Tallahassee with me. We're here to talk a lot of Florida State football, a lot of recruiting, a little bit of basketball too. Austin's got some updates there. Terrence Mann is also blowing up. Florida State is back in some workouts. Jalen Ramsey changed his number. Derwin James is back in full go systems. Uh, Omar Graham, maybe a commit to watch out for this upcoming weekend. Latest on Destin Hill, Boston College is copying uniforms. There's just a lot of stuff to go over. Let's jump right into it. With me this evening, Austin Vizi, our lead basketball writer up there with me at the top. Nate Greer at the bottom right corner with a weird name down there that I don't understand saying Carlos beats Logan by 20 yards. That's just not going to happen no matter what. But Nate Greer, lead recruiting insiders in that crib. And then Los making his comeback, baby. Los is back in the club, man. We're just vibing out tonight. We're going with all the stops. What's going on, gentlemen? How we doing? Good to see you, Los. I know we talked a little bit in production meeting last week. Just, bu- just busy, man. Things been busy. Um, the new training program is going amazing. I, at least 18 clients. It depends on the day. I mean, from ages from 7 up until 23, I got a couple semi-pro guys, a couple guys getting ready to try to walk on the Florida State. A kid getting ready to go into TCC. He just wants to train and stay in shape. Um, a guy that's playing at FAM, uh, a couple semi-pro guys. I mean, a lot, a lot of kids. So it's going well, man. It's it's really, really heating up. Um, getting ready to get some ideas, brainstorming about a 707 coming soon in August. I got a 707 I'm getting ready to build coming up soon in August. So 
and things are moving now. It's just being blessed right now. How you guys been? That's great, dude. And, and, and you got to talk about the body armor real quick, man. Oh, uh, so uh, I went to a camp last weekend with a, with a great friend of mine, Balaam Trujillo. Uh, he runs and owns the CEO of uh, Advanced Quarterback Training. Uh, we went to went to his camp. I met with a rep, and um, we kind of hit it off. I mean, talked about me building my own brand, um, kind of doing it on my own, out of my own pocket, my own capital, um, really just generating my own publicity. Now, just being the kind of person I am, being charismatic, being a good people's person, um, and being nice to people. And with that, I mean, he just said, you know what? I really think that your your personality and what you represent, that's what that's what Body Armor is looking for. Um, you giving back to kids and you wanting to build from the bottom up is what Body Armor is all about. And so, I mean, going back to my high school, being the coach there, being the director of athletic development, I mean, that's a crazy hire. So, I mean, a lot of things are turning, but Body Armor was a big one. Uh, racetrack, the official racetrack, Instagram liked my post, and that is crazy. Like, they're paying attention. So, next is Publix. I hope Publix jumps on and likes it real soon. <laughs> For pump subs, yeah, I would Stop be right me. there with you. We got a little. I'm, I'm, we got a segment later on, and we're going to talk about what the top three best subs are in Florida. Fast, not really fast. I mean, they can be fat, mainly fast food, but you know, pub subs you can make there and go and dip. But uh, I'm I'm happy for Elos because I think whenever we were at the Kenny Shaw camp, just getting to see you coach those kids, you know, I, I me and Lou were instantly like, ah, you needed to kind of do that a little bit more and take that on as you know, even a profession, and do that a little bit. You know, I know that you are about to be leaving Tallahassee soon. So, you know, taking that to other places too and having the capabilities of networking and, you know, kind of growing that, that, I don't know, that business is something that I think you'd be very phenomenal at. So that means a lot, man. That means a lot. You guys are very, I mean, I got a question today while I was on my IG live and the person was like, what made you join no game day? And I'm like, I had to sit back. I'm like, what kind of like who asked me that? Like, do you not know who like who who I work with? Not nah, I know who I talk to. Like, Logan's a clown. I mean, me and Nate go head to head. Austin's cool and laid back. He's super chill. But D. Lou, like, he knows about everything about everything. So I mean, like, it's a cool group of guys I get to work with. It was just a weird question. I just I didn't even know somebody could even ask me that. I'm like, why would you even ask me? That's that's stupid. But I mean, I love I, mean, I love working. I don't get to get on as much as I want to. But I mean, when I do get on, I do enjoy my time. Yep, and things will settle down. We're we're in the we're in pure off season, and we're gonna get close to football season. We'll be able to jump in. We'll be doing some game previews and all that. But you know what? Let, let's jump right into it. Since you know Nate's on here, I was just on a show with him last night. This has been nonstop, and you know the recruiting is just blowing up at the moment. Florida State has some momentum behind them. Florida State. We'll get into it with Omar Graham Jr. But let's jump into it right now, Nate. The last. This last week or so, any kind of big updates recruiting wise? Because, like I said, Florida State has some crazy momentum on them, and you just keep on looking at rivals getting mad about it. You know, rivals are saying, "Well, how are they doing this with a three and six season last year? How how is Mike Norvell able to do this and kind of bring in targets that Florida and Miami are after?" And and Mike Norvell is kind of saying, "Uh, "You're coming to me," and he's able to have the success of bringing them on campus. Uh, I do kind of wish Dustin was on here to kind of reiterate with the kids he talks to. But like I said last mm -hmm. night on the Mark Rogers show is, you know, they're doing well because of the, the staff's ability to connect with these recruits. So, you know, one thing that was talked about early on before COVID last year was, you know, these recruits coming on campus and being blown away with, you know, Norvell's presentation and, and, and just his presence <laughs> and his, his ability to, you know, for these kids to just get along with them. So, you know, I, you know, that and you know, Florida State still holds weight 
as a name despite what's going on. But you know, when you ask about like the big big stuff going on, you know, you know, you gotta kick it off with, with Friday. Uh, you know, uh, Shea Chi Jr. is coming up coming for a visit, and, and there are a lot of people that were wondering what was going on with him not being at the you know Midnight Madness and then maybe the Elite Camp and all that. But you know, he's been at Florida State a ton, but they're getting him on campus for what looks to be a weekend, and you know, he's the most important recruit that's left on the board in my opinion. Uh, based off need at defensive end. Uh, I do think he's going to be a top 50 player by the time it's said and done because he continues just to grow and, and, and you know, both physically and and his game on the field. You know, if you watch him in some of these camps he's done, he just looks dynamic. Um, and plus just a legacy part. You know, his dad is an all-time great at Florida State, and the optics will look bad if, you know, Florida State doesn't land him. So they get him on a, on a visit this weekend. And they also get Richard Young, the number one, number one running back in the 2023 class from uh, Lehigh. You know, his head coach is a former Florida State guy. Um, you know, Richard Young is very open to the process. Uh, you know, Alabama, Florida State, Clemson are schools that he's liking. Um, that kid's badass. If you haven't watched his film yet, uh, Carlos, you need to watch watch his highlight. He's send me the link. Send me the well, link. I, got, he, I got a question he, for you, Nate. I, I'm, he's I'm a big kid too. He, he's like six six one. Here's here's my question for you, Nate. What, what is like you talk to some recruits and you hear something sometimes. Yeah. What about this coaching staff? What about Norvell? What about these these guys? These new faces in Tallahassee that's that's getting guys like you said from a three and six season. Like yeah. you know, from a very good winning season. What yeah. make like what's making these kids say, you know what, man? Even though they're there. I still want to be a seminal. I still want to wear garment. Uh, yeah. I'm still committed. Yeah. What about this coaching staff is making it happen? If you like put it like a bullet point form, you know, the first one is they're relentless. So from, you know, through COVID, they stayed in constant contact, you know, whether it was through social media or the virtual visits or playing Madden, whatever, whatever it was, they stayed in some form of contact constantly. They, they, they are they. Whether it's Norvell or Atkins or Dugans or Coach Johnson, it doesn't matter. Like they, they're all working on each recruit together. While they have a primary recruit, they're still hearing from from every other every other coach. So when they come on these visits, they're familiar. Even if Coach Dugans is a primary recruiter from from Miami. They've already had conversations with Coach JP, with Coach Atkins, with Coach Hagens. So they already had that familiarity with them. And and you've been through the process. You know, sometimes you don't know all the coaches. So yeah, you just, you just not being, you just be, they're being recruited by yeah, the yeah. staff, but not just, but, you know. No, it's not just one coach. And, and then when they get on visit on these, on campus, it's the energy. Like there's just, like it, it, it seems like it's a, a genuine energy to, to that excited for them to be on uh, on campus they're that excited to, to see them in person and, and, and they just work you know, like they, they constantly work they 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 have energy from the time the visit starts to the times it ends that there's constant there's always someone with them whether it's a GA or uh, an analyst or the defensive coordinator there's always something with them and they, they keep it moving they, they and the big thing is that they all get along is what I hear a lot is that, you know, the coaches 
the message is the same. They get along really well. They made me feel welcome. They made me feel like I, I, I'm, I'm family. You know, I talked to a 2023 kid who's from St. Thomas Aquinas um, who has no stars yet. But he's like, you know, they, they offered me. You know, they're the first big school to offer me. And, and that, that holds a lot of weight with me. And they treat me like I'm a five-star, even though I have no stars. I'm not on any recruiting site. And, and just the way that they, they present to me and the way that they're recruiting me, despite that no one knows about me, says a lot. So, and, and, and that's what this, this staff does well, is that they couldn't care less about what a ranking is. They, they go for the fit of what they see the defense. Um, and, and, and the other thing is that, is that they're honest. Like, like if they evaluate your tape, like Coach Atkins is real big on offensive line evaluations. Like, if they get you on a on a on a on a on a phone call or a or a FaceTime, he wants to go over film, and he's going to tell you straight up, "You do this well. I need you to work on this." And, and, and they like the fact that they're just straight up, no BS. They're all about that work, and, and, and that's been the constant thing you hear. It, it is, it, it, which I think kind of shows these kids that, you know, they really are working to, to get back. It's not just coach speak. They understand what happened last year in the last four years. But, you know, all that combined together, I think, shows the message that, you know, Florida State is a legitimate option. And it doesn't hurt to have a, a Travis Hunter and an A.J. Duffy. I kid you not. From my own personal experience with this coaching staff, I've met Dillenheim. I've met Norvell. I've met Coach Johnson. Um, I've met the D, D coordinator. Like I've talked to these guys just last week, just a weekend ago, uh, last week, two weeks ago, uh, when at another 707 up here in Tallahassee. And they were hands-on. I mean, they yep. were literally a co D coordinator stopped me and asked me if I was coaching a certain kid from Virginia. I think it was from Virginia. Um, at a, at a, I think it was a Christian school up there in Virginia. But his technique, his stance was so wide. But the kid was so talented, so long and strong and just could run. And he asked me, hey, did, did, are you coaching? I said, no, sir. I just, I'm coaching everybody. I just made the kid narrow his stance up. He was only getting beat on routes off the line of scrimmage because his stance was so wide. He just wanted to look cool and feel comfortable. But <laughs> the simple fact that a coach paid that much attention from a whole nother field to come track somebody down who had made an adjustment to the kid. Hey, you coaching him? No, sir. I'm coaching everybody. Hey, Carlos. Hey, hey I appreciate that. Hey, if he keep playing like that, just tell him that he's coming after him. Before we left, they were having a conversation. I guarantee that kid got offered. That kid was getting looked at. That kid, hey, he got, he got a coach in his ear now. You know what I'm saying? So I can definitely yeah. tell that they're they're hands-on. They want to be hands-on. They want to make kids feel like Florida State's a place where you're wanted. Not just a place yeah. to be. Not a place just to go to school and play football, but a place where we want you to be here. Like, we want you to be a part of this university, a part of this organization, a part of this family. And so I definitely can yeah. feel it's, it's, it's It feels good to hear that I, I talked to a high school coach um, and a recruit after the uh, mega camp. And it's probably a kid who's not going to get an offer from FSU. But the coaching staff spent like 15 minutes working with him. Um, and, and specifically, it was Norvell, Dugans, and um, uh, Coach Thompson. So those three specifically spent 15 minutes working with this kid. And the coach was like, listen, we know that you know, he probably is not going to get an FSU offer. Uh, we went because of the other schools there. But the fact that they showed, my, you know, my kid that much attention and were that genuine, you know, you know, I'm taking all my kids there. And, and, yeah. and that's the payoff. That's the payoff of, of a mega camp is that right there.
So when, when, when this guy has a top flight kid, guess where he's going to take him first? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I understand so, that. I, definitely, I mean, I, I would do that. Back at my school, I expect to bring my kids to Tallahassee multiple times this year during the season when I get back at Ridge Community. I expect I expect to be up here all the time because I mean they're gonna show love. They're gonna they're gonna be real. I mean, I don't expect a lot of kids to get Florida State offers. I hope I can develop some down there. But the exposure kids can get coming to a university where they're gonna feel love, they're gonna feel they're gonna feel like, dang, this is what it feels to be at a big time school. Why not give them that feeling? Why not give them that exposure? And that's what that's what a lot of these kids need. I even talk about it now. A lot of kids just need somebody to say, Hey, I believe in you. Work a little bit harder. Like move a little bit harder. Is you no? Know, sometimes it takes that. But it, um, you know, you look at the, you know, the last weekend's visits with Terrence Gibbs. I know, you know, he's probably still leaning into Florida. Um, you know, he's a running back, uh, but Florida State definitely, you know, positioned themselves well. You know, Aluba. You know, a lot of people making fun of Dylan Ham that song, whatever. <laughs> You know, but 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 you know that he, was ridiculous. Yeah, but that kid loved to visit um, and is recruiting his tail off. You, you had the JUCO Anthony uh, Landfree from California. You had uh, Doctor Richardson, who's about to make a decision here soon, and then you had Omar Graham, um, which is probably the big news out of the weekend was he got the offer. Yeah, and, and a couple of days later, cancels his next two visits and bumps up his his announcement date. So I think that's you know the tea leaves there. Talk and, a little and, bit. And, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, hey, Carlos, I, I, I compared him to Reggie Northup yesterday oh, on the uh, on the Mark Rogers hey. podcast. If he, hey, if you guys don't remember Reggie, I kid you not, you can ask some of the older guys when Reggie came on campus. Reggie is a C-ball, hit-ball kind of linebacker. Yep. He is the yep. definition of an energy bringer. I get goosebumps when I talk about yep. Reggie. Reggie used to be on a dangerous missile on special teams. And he was a yeah. contributor from the time he stepped on campus and the time he left Florida State. Like, yeah. I, I, I do think he's a little bit better in the um, passing in the game. passing game yes. uh, than, than, than what Reggie was. And I talked a little bit about that last night. Reggie but this was kid's a, a freaking run stopper. Reggie was a pure yeah, the, run stopper. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a missile. Like he's like you said. He sees it. He's gonna go get it, and he's gonna he's gonna inflict pain. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think they probably saw. Um, you know, Omar probably showed them, you know, his ability to be, you know, a little flexible, a little, like the ability to, to, to get out there and, and space. And I think that that's probably what, what led to the offer. But I expect him to pop soon. Uh, that's just how it's going to happen. His, and, his, uh, he's making his announcement on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yep. at 6 p.m., I believe. Yep. Yep. 6-1-205. Big boy. I like the comparison, though. We talked about it on the Mark Rogers show, but that comparison to Reggie Northrup being a hard hitting kind of guy, that same bill to being a middle linebacker fits him very yep. well. That, that kind uh, of- he, he, he looks like his build wise is a little bit like Reggie was coming out of uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reggie might have been a little bit more rocked up a little bit, but they have that, that same kind of frame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really balanced as a linebacker frame wise. You know, so I, I, you know, I think that that would be a good fit for Florida State. Uh, you know, committing soon, you have Kashawn Sapp. I think Florida's made a, made a run there. I think Florida State was an odds-on favorite, but I think Florida's done a good job there, um, getting him on campus quite a few times. So I think that's going to be a little bit more of a battle than than we think. You talk about Omar Graham. You talk about Dr. Richardson. I think he comes back. 
comes home and, and goes to Florida State. Um, Kanaya Charlton has been at Florida State now like seven times. And, and then you have Bishop Thomas, uh, the defensive lineman out of Central Florida. So I think those are all guys that have been uh, Tallahassee a ton. And, and those are all guys making decisions within, within the next two to three weeks. So, hey, Nate. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Nate. Uh, you 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 you're big you're big in the recruiting game right now, Nate. Yep. Give me what do you what position do you think is gonna take recruiting wise to put Florida State back in, you know, top ten contention in like within the next two or three years? What group is gonna do it? Because we're recruiting great talent across the board. I really can't tell you what group is gonna do it. You know, I mean, I, I, to I think honest, it's a, I think it's two to be honest with you. I'm I'm gonna eliminate the receiver room. No, nope. I think I think it's too I, far gone, too far young. I think yeah. I think I think the quarterback room is gonna take is gonna take Duffy or you know what I'm saying it's gonna take a new face to come in and truly develop under Norvell. I think that's gonna mm -hmm. take a, take some time. Running running back room is pretty established. I mean, I mean they are they 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 it's, it's pretty zero zeros ball. I mean it's nines it's nines ball to get. I mean so you got to kind of dip and dab in that. I think it's going to be all defense that really changes Florida State. I think it's the secondary is going to have to really step up and, and make a play in the defensive front. I, I, I think it's an offensive line and defensive line. I think it's those two positions that Florida State hasn't done great. Um, and I think they, on the offensive line, they've done a great job building their board. You know, Julian Armella is the number one tackle on their board. But you look at a guy like Elijah Pritchett, who they've done a, an amazing job with, had him on an official visit recently. And, and some think that he may be better long-term than uh, Julian Armella. You have a guy like uh, Dr. Richardson that could develop into a tackle. You know, their board has grown significantly across the whole entire offensive line. So I, I think Coach Atkins has done a phenomenal job. But I think you kind of hit it too was that defensive front. They yes. don't have a guy like – Timmy Jernigan. They don't have no. that true don't have interior. They don't have a Marvin. They don't have dog. No. Think, think about this at Florida State. Yeah, no. I play with Jacoby McDaniel. I play with Anthony McLeod. Um, I play with mm -hmm. Eddie Goldman. I play with Jimmy Jernigan. All those guys, all those guys were poster guys. Mario Edwards. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I play with poster guys. Even Brian Burns is decent. Poster guys. They were face yeah. guys. Those are guys you put on your calendar when you make the big ass posters. Like those are the guys. We don't. Mm -hmm. we, we haven't had that one, and even Marvin's pro, and, and, like play wasn't even matching the hype he was getting, and we already talked about. No. It. So, like, who, who's like, yeah, I, yeah you're 100 right. Is 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 Jermaine Johnson that uh, guy? No, is he that I, guy? I think I think he is, but he's a one year guy. He's, he's a so one year. He's I, I, I think so. So, but for me, I look specifically at their inability to get to the quarterback, and when okay. you can't do that, it doesn't matter what you have inside. Um, so you look at what they did last year with Peyton and with Wilson from from mm -hmm. Virginia. I think those are true. Those are two true pass rushing ends. Yeah, that I think will get to the quarterback. They're That's why I think Marvin Jones is far and away the most important. He's a true DN. Getting Nigelette Kelly back into the class is it, it, vital because he's a true DN. So I, mean, I, I think if if they can hit that defensive end class back to back. And then bring in a couple guys in, in, in the middle, because um, I mean, this year, th th this twenty twenty two class, 
I think is not that great at, at D tackle. The few and far that they're uh, that are elite or you know, four states not in, in the they're not gonna get them, but no, nah, but you look at a guy like Horace Lockett or Bishop Thomas, guys that have started to emerge now that COVID's over. I understand that. I was going to mention, too, speaking of defensive ends, jumping into some visitors upcoming this weekend, Marvin Jones Jr., Shade Tree's son, is going to be in attendance this upcoming weekend. He's visited multiple times, but this time going to make a uh, another visit to Mike Norvell and Adam Fuller over there in the Moore Center and check out campus, along with also uh, the number one running back, uh, Richard Young, who will also be in attendance in that 2022 class. A pretty big visit there for uh, getting him to come on board but, you know, going back to the defensive end, Marvin Jones Jr., you get him on campus again. You get him around a lot of the recruits there. You're just trying to seal up that whole thing with him. And you talk about mm-hmm. defensive end, something much needed. And, man, if nobody's seen yet, I might be able to pull it up here in a second if you start talking about him. But talking about Marvin Jones Jr., he showed up in spring, and this boy is putting on some size. Yeah, he's up to, like, 240. <laughs> uh, yeah. Genetics? Genetics much? Yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, and, and, and he's, like, just getting quicker, faster, bigger, stronger, all those adjectives that you use for, for a, a blue chip recruit. So, you know, they got to get him. And, and I, I'm a big fan of Nigel Kelly. I think he's right there behind him. You know, he, he took a major step forward uh, last season. So, you know, they got to get him back in the class. Yeah, I mean – the, the factor of having, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. is, <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at needs, he's probably at number one. You know, we've talked about it before. Then we talk about it on the Mark Rogers show. But as of needs of a guy that you would love to have, not only is he a legacy guy, but just much like much needed in a, in a, in a position, it's got to be Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, uh, the, the, the most – Top three most important, like I said last night, are are Jones Jr., Ke- uh, Kevin Coleman, and uh, Julian Armella at, at this moment. Mm-hmm. And then but, going on to who we were just well, I was just mentioning a little bit ago, Richard Young, and number one running back coming in attendance, coming to visit this upcoming weekend. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, th- that's someone whose coach told me specifically that you know he needs to see some production productivity from FSU, some improvements in order to consider to uh, continue to consider them an option. So, you know, I think you get them on campus, you know, wow, like they've been able to do all these other recruits and, and he's going to be when they got to produce on the field. Is it just me or is it, am I the only ones hearing that zapping noise? No, you're not. I'm hearing a zap. There you go. Now it's gone. It might have <laughs> you're good no you're good uh let me see let me move on to a few other things i think that's pretty much wraps up recruiting for right now i believe nothing else too crazy um i wanted to look at something real quick something funny to look at so boston college released their new uniforms this week as of i think really today and they look about identical about as identical to florida states um at least from Florida State's jerseys. I don't know which which years they were, but, I mean, look at these. They look almost – I mean, they, this definitely 
Look, so whenever these two face, eh, I don't know how they're going to do it. Someone's going to have to put on like glow in the dark and they're going to have to play at night or something. Someone's going to have to have a glow in the dark uniforms to make it look a little bit different on the field. But these look almost, it's just getting closer and closer to identical. They just don't have the travel patterns on the sides there. <laughs> yeah, they look like the pre 2014 jerseys. Like, I don't know when they started for Florida State, but they look so, so similar. The gold, the gold on the pants is a little bit brighter. Or a little bit darker, I should say. Other than that, they look so identical. I know a lot of fans were upset yesterday. Or I guess this morning, whenever it came out. Do you like them, uh, Nate? Uh, I I, I kind of think they're really basic, but the the, the color scheme is very Florida State-ish. Yeah, no, it looks really close. I mean, looking at Florida State's, I mean, getting rid of – I wish Florida State would have – could get rid of the – tribal on the sides of their uniforms. I mean, most fans have wanted Florida State just to wear their practice unis and they're practically their practice jerseys to games. And I think that would be completely fine with that. But as long as you have white numbers, but yeah, Boston College, I saw someone tweet uh saying uh, uh if, if these Boston College unis look like this, just go ahead and sign me up with Adidas but they didn't turn on the <laughs> replies. They didn't allow replies to happen on Twitter. They probably would have gotten shot down. I don't blame them. We ain't, I'm not a big fan of Adidas. Sorry. This is the first Adidas jersey that's looked good in 10 years. Yeah. Nah, not going not, not gonna to happen. But yeah, Boston College. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Come on. Uh, moving on here from that. Florida State just recently today release some info a lot of people like this is probably the number one most message thing that we get on social media is updates on tickets so florida state most recently uh, as of this morning released some information on tickets sales and single tickets and when that will become available they're doing another two to three game package deal again i'll bring it up here on the stream for you guys to see but uh, important dates to know the season ticket holder single game tickets are available on June 17th, which is as of today uh, on June 21st, two or three game ticket packs will become available. And if you're a booster, the members, the single game tickets become uh, available uh, quite a bit earlier uh, before the general public season tickets uh, get released. So a lot of people have been wondering about this bottom one right here. So you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer before you can start booking those hotels and Airbnbs in Tallahassee. Or pay a few extra bucks, become a booster, get access a couple weeks early. Yeah, you could do that, most certainly. Which is what I'm about to do once, once we're done here. here. <laughs> hear this if you're able to hear this i don't know if you are or not no. so you can't hear that what no ah dang it i think i might be able to fix that for the next stream i won't do it right now but yeah for to say released a little video there that was pretty dope too to go on with it um and they're expecting 100 percent capacity what? For that game. So, I mean, that's going to be a wild weekend in Tallahassee. I tweeted it earlier, but it's going to be craziness on Labor Day weekend because uh, you've got Friday, Saturday, um, and you've got, you know, Sunday to just go full out, full force, 
You get to watch well, football all day Saturday, and then Monday you get to recover from all the kegs that have been hit. That that those ticket prices are, are insane. Oh, they're crazy, crazy. right now. Two hundred and sixty-four dollars on average for for a section for for row eighty-five. Nah, I, I'm good. Got to okay. pull some strings. Give me that that Champions Club there, Logan. <laughs> Hey, I would hook you up. You know that. I'm trying to find the uh, tickets here. Here, Leo. Let's pull up the tickets and see what the prices are as of right now on June 17th. Let's see. Um, when I looked like last week, they're in the 400s, and I'm like, mm, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, not going to work. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Okay, so you can do a little section twenty nine. That's home side. Row seventy. What row seventy six? No, that's um, not. Uh, that's not too terrible. I'm in yeah. fifty two. I'm in thirty two. If, if I'm a 52. drive, if I'm a driving nine hours, I'm not sitting seventy six. Well, uh, I would just say that. Yeah, I mean, if you're driving like that, you know, like a crackhead on meth. Yeah, uh, I like one twenty one. That's my favorite section to sit in. One twenty one. Yeah. You like end zone seats? Yeah. I couldn't stand it. I love it. Being a, being a student, I would like being a student. We'd always get, or when I was with the basketball team, we'd always get to games late. So yeah. all, all those left was end zone seats, and it was the worst. I love. I hated it. it. Yeah, no, that, that's craziness. So yeah, everybody is getting ready for uh, the actual single uh, game tickets to be released to the general. Uh, public and that's going to be on july 12th so just thought we'd give a little update here on our end for everybody uh jalen ramsey moved his number to number five this is a discussion yeah let's let's discuss this real quick i'm just over here sharing screens i'm just over here loving this thing but yeah jalen ramsey has switched his number to number five gentlemen thoughts what do we think about this whole situation I don't know why he went with five. I'm sure there's some story to it that I didn't hear. I I just don't like it. Should have gone with two or eight. Or just stay with 20. But five? No. Um, first, I, I don't know, know how much money he paid the NFL to change his number. I'm sure he had a lot of jerseys out there. You know? Yeah. Um, five. I, I like to know why for five. I, I don't like it. No, it's weird. I'm, I'm I'm not a huge fan of it either. You go eight or you go twenty. I thought he looked really clean in the twenty throughout his NFL I, career so I far. I just ordered a Jalen Ramsey twenty jersey from Jacksonville. I, I just ordered <laughs> off eBay for like twenty bucks. So I'm Did loving you? it. Yeah, hey, yeah, it still works. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe there's a reason behind the five. We just never saw that in college or even in high school. I'm trying to think. I I, I just don't know what it's from. Is he just kind of just wanted a single digit number, well, and that was the one that was available? What what number was he drafted? Five. There you go. You think that's it? I feel, I feel like Jalen's not uh, – Jalen He's not that transparent. That. I don't hey, feel like he – Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not, not that, that transparent. Obvious. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something behind it. Yeah. I'm thinking because I really think he would go to eight if before 20. 
Like, I feel like that would be his idea. I don't know. I just, I mean, I'll just have to get used to it. I'm sure once it gets into gameplay or whatever, it'll be fine. I mean, this picture looks great. It looks fine. I just, it just got, it's those kind of things where you got to get used to it, you know? I like it's a, it's a tribute to uh, Greg Reed. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Reed's finally in the NFL. Greg Reed is finally in the NFL. And apparently the Rams are supposed to come up with some new um, alternate uniforms here soon. So hopefully hopefully they release a new uniform that actually looks good so I can buy one. Dylan I like that Re- uniform right there. That looks pretty clean right there. The white oh, one's no. not bad. The blue one's terrible. Yeah. Is it? It's the, it's the one with the gradient numbers on the back where it goes from yellow to white. Yeah, those are ugly. Those are bad. But the white ones are okay. Mm-hmm. Dylan Reddick says that he'll be watching the FSC versus Notre Dame game in his man cave and drinking just in case I have to break something. <laughs> uh, or section 29 wrote, yeah, those are great seats. You're right yeah. there. You're, those are great. Yeah. You're in a good spot. Yeah. It was a fit. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan yet, but we'll see. You never know. Uh, jump on to the next thing here. What do we got? What do we got? There's all kinds of things. Florida State back working out. Florida State's got some uh, lifting videos that are going on right now. These are always my favorite. This is my favorite part of the year where I get to share some videos. I mean, this is just amazing. But we're going to see a lot of the guys like Corbin. We got Jordan Travis uh, and a number of other guys, too, working out. I got a video here that I can share on the screen. But we're officially back into workouts. They've been working on the IPF practice field and also in the weight room quite a bit. But I, I'm noticing something different, and you guys might be able to see it in the video that I haven't really seen Coach Storms do, at least with his workouts inside of uh, inside the moor in the weight room. I just thought it was pretty interesting with what they're kind of doing here, implementing football uh, practice measures into it. No, I mean, you know. Not this yet, but you'll see. There's Jammy. Jammy Robinson. Jerry and I thought looks really good here. You know, there was some kind of talk about Jerry and, you know, there was a tweet that he put out that he recently deleted saying that he is looking for a lease. Um, But... Yeah, and so what he's what actually is going on? Jerrion was looking for someone to grab his lease, so then he's actually moving in with Brendan Gann, and so you know, Twitter FSU Twitter did its thing and was freaking out and blah blah blah. But um, Jerrion kind of shot that down and said, "Hey, man, I'm just trying to move in with Gann." Uh, but I thought Jerrion Jones looks pretty good right here. Yeah, he had a Yep, he's healthy. Yeah, healthy is a big thing for him. That's Fabian, if I'm correct. It looks like yeah. that does look like love it. James Blackman. I'm just kidding. That must, that looks like Blackman. <laughs> it does. Here's Jay Trap. I thought this was pretty interesting. Yep. And Corbin right here. And here's Stephen Dix Jr. It's a big boy right there, man. But yeah, I thought these are uh, pretty good to see. Maybe a different yeah. side of the workouts that Coach Storm doesn't usually share, um, which is pretty cool. But yeah, Jamie, 
Jamie, I mean, Jamie showed up in great shape. Whenever we saw him, me and Dilu went to the spring scrimmages. I mean, he looked in phenomenal shape and it looks like he's just even getting a little bit better, but he, he looks like he's uh, going to be looking fine for fall camp. I saw a video of, uh, or a picture of uh, Fuller. You know, he needs to move inside. He looked pretty, he looked pretty good. Fuller. Yeah, I know there's a, uh, Got a few things on here. Yeah, Fuller, I thought, had a really good spring. You know, I was there for all those scrimmages, and I thought in the spring game looked well. But, I mean, I thought he's in in so much better shape than he was, and he's gotten faster. I mean, I, I thought he killed it this spring. He was one of my top five guys. He needs to move his to a three technique. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's where I, that's what I thought uh last season too. Let's see, we got some more Estes. Yeah, what was Estes? You were close with Estes during his recruitment. You know, yeah. that man was he, he he likes the weight room. <laughs> uh he's like addicted. And this yeah. is Burrell. Another guy who likes the weight room is Joshua Burrell, true freshman wide receiver. This cat can lift. Definitely he's so strong in his legs. This is front squatting. Those are 245s and 225s. 275? Light work. Yep. Front squatting 275. This is Corbin. Shoulder work for dicks. Looking good, so keep working. I feel, I feel, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back in, in regular, uh, regular workouts, man. Football is yeah. finally... Finally making its way to us. Uh, I was just noting on here, Derwin James is fully back. There's just a lot of videos from the Chargers out there, but seems like uh, he's back and 100% ready to rock. I mean, he looks he looks great. That's one of your favorite as as guys. But healthy, he, as long as he stays healthy, he'll, he'll have a, a great season. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Nate's getting bit. Please don't get bit by the Chihuahua. Nah, Derwin. Derwin, I think is. Ah, oh, man, if he could just really just stay healthy, and then I got Asante Samuel Jr. too. Man, it's just crazy how many Knolls are over there on that West Coast right now. But that that DB, that defensive backfield, and the coach that they have too. I I think if everything goes well, Asante should have a really good year, and Derwin James should you know solidify himself as being maybe a comeback player of the year because there's so many players that will talk about him. They have so much respect for him and he hasn't fully played really. He's played a season and he's been injured throughout the rest. Like, you know, wait until he fully gets a few seasons healthy. I mean, the respect even goes up more than more. I mean, he's just so gifted. It's not even fair, but I love, I love Derwin. I mean, we saw what he did his rookie year. He was he was all pro his rookie year, right? He he stays healthy. He's he's got the talent, clearly. Yeah. No. I love Nate's talking to us, but he's muted. Yeah. He he was all pro as a safety and a DB. So he's kind of like a, a double all pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's oh man, I, I can't wait for him though. I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was uh 
pretty interesting to me. I thought we'd go through real quick, kind of like we did last season and last off season, kind of go through a top three favorite and top three that we hate the most, but top three fast food subs. And I put out a tweet uh, earlier today listing my top three, which I think is about as accurate as it gets. I hate subways. So if anybody brings up subway, please leave the, uh, leave, leave whatever you're doing and go try a real sub and don't ever eat that kind of mess. But, uh, yeah, top three subs I put down, let me put down real quick. Uh, pub subs. Number one, if you live in Florida, you know about this. If you live down in the South over here, but definitely Florida, you know about pub subs always going to be number one, number two firehouse, which I don't know. Dustin says firehouse is disgusting. They're garbage. Sh- it's okay. You got to get this garbage. Stop. Fire, firehouse, firehouse sucks. Firehouse is becoming Stop. Subway Part Two. Stop! Yeah. No, yeah. You, first of all, you and Dust—you most certainly don't get to have any kind of food take. Number one, no way, no way. Keep number moving. number three, Jersey Mike. Like the rest of these, I don't really care about. My main two are Pub Subs and Firehouse. No, number four no. is Road Meat, Dead Skunk, and then Subway at number eighty-seven. Number one is Jersey Mike's. Number two is is Pub Subs. Number three is Anna's Deli. Number four is Wawa. Number five Mm. is Jimmy John's. Number six is Subway. And hell, um, Subway is horrible. Gambling on any list. I put Subway and Firehouses number six and seven together. Stop. That is so silly. That is so silly. That is ridiculous. Come on now. What? Yes. You would put Subway ahead of Firehouse? Is that what you just said? I put them together. Like th- they share number six and seven. Anna which is, no, I, I never eat I never eat them. I think a lot of people don't get to have any kind of takes on subs if they just put cheese and meat and mayo on it. And I feel like that's what you do. No veggies, yeah, no, no, no kind no. of good I, sauces, no, no spicy sauce, no spicy I do, mayo. I do mayo and cheese. That's it. Toasted. Mm. Which which is not it either. I'm gonna let you know now. No, which which no. is not it. I've never had. I maybe I have, but wait 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 wait. Dustin was too sick to come on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't. But he's talk replying. About it. He's replying. Yeah, I don't think he's sick. I don't. No, think so. I, I I think it's crybaby. Yeah, I don't think he's sick. I think he was kind of faking that. Um, I, I think the fiance said no, not tonight. I'm sorry, ma'am. There you go. Here's a good question. He's probably sitting Who's, on the uh, he's probably sitting on the toilet, you know, watching it. I mean, am so, I gonna get know, my three? <sighs> gonna get Go what? Am I gonna Go get ahead. my three in? Like pub subs, Jersey Mike's, and then lo- local Tallahassee spot, Metro Deli. Okay, that's fine. See now, I'm Metro going for Deli. like something that everybody knows. Yeah, of, but if you go to Tallahassee, you got to go to Metro. Okay, Metro is just one of those places. It- I, I'm just saying that that take on Firehouse being down there in the same category it's, as Subway is so blasphemous. It's, it's not. Is, it's not great, but it's not as bad as Subway. No, it's it's mid tier. What are you getting at Fire? What are you getting at Firehouse, Nate? The last time I've been to Firehouse was before my oldest was born. So you're talking like at least twelve years. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stop it. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Real quick here from Frazier asking off subject. 
Deshaun Corbin will be the rush leader this season. Does everybody agree on this? Yes. I agree right now, yes. Austin, do you agree right now? I don't know, honestly. I mean, there's going to be so many split carries that – like he may, he probably will be the rush leader, but I don't think it's going to be by a lot, especially if DJ Williams gets the carries we all think he's going to get. I would not be surprised if DJ Williams is the one leading that room. Whoa, 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 whoa. DJ Williams? DJ Williams leading it in the rush yards? I can see it, especially if he if he shows up like we all think he can. He's got the talent. I, th- I think he's going to spend the first few games as uh, the red zone guy. Then I think the 15 kind of guy. And I think it's some – utilize Corbin more in like this passing game and use him in the backfield. I think at some point in the season, definitely early on, I think he might lead in touchdown numbers that are behind that whole, that whole stable there, that depth or uh, that position group. But I don't know. I, I'm mixed in between Corbin and Toa Philly. You know, uh, there was a question on here talking about Toa Philly earlier, but um, I, I think Toa Philly has a big time season too. It depends. I don't really know if he's going to put on some weight. I don't know how, if it's going to work or not, but I think it's going to take a little while. But, you know, Toa Philly, I think, is the most gifted running back in that room right now, along with Treshawn Ward. I don't think enough people are talking about him. I don't think Treshawn Ward is going to lead. I don't know if he'll get enough PT or get enough reps out there to lead in rushing, but Treshawn Ward is someone that you also shouldn't keep on. He steals carries. Yep. I, I bet he has at least over 100 carries. I can see it. I can see it. I mean, he looked phenomenal. I mean, the whole locker room respects him. He said he's very talented. It's just been things kind of in the playbook I, 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 that I has hindered he gets, him. I think he gets four to five a game. He's on scholarship. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was something that we definitely do need to bring up, though, because uh, we almost forgot it earlier in the quick hitters. But most recently, uh, Stacy Wilkins, Oklahoma offensive line transfer, has said that he'll be uh, visiting. He's told Dustin that he will be visiting Florida State soon. Seems like he might be the first school. Uh, it might be the first school that he visits. Uh, and this is a this is a pretty interesting development after Florida State lost to Notre Dame were trying to get Kane Madden. And now just about a week and a half later, Wilkinson enters the transfer portal and you're kind of looking at, wait a second, I've always wanted an offensive tackle and whoa, maybe a four star former four star recruit went to Oklahoma. The thing lacking right here now though, is the amount of playing time that has happened. It has been very minimal any kind of first thoughts on this one? Because there, there's a few other schools. The main one to look out for here is Arkansas. But in, for Florida State's advantage here is that Mike Norvell has had a previous relationship with Wilkins because of recruiting at Memphis. Um, my, my first initial is, is great, get him on campus, see what happens. But with him being from Arkansas and Arkansas having um, Pittman as her coach, I think it's going to be tough to beat with what he did at Georgia and, yeah. and Arkansas's offensive line was, you know, I, I would say not significantly, but much better than the previous year um, with him. So 
I think they're going to be tough to beat. I'm also wondering, like, how does Florida State feel right now? Do they feel kind of fine? I mean, of course, they were pushing hard after Kane Madden. I mean, who wouldn't in that position and what Florida State's added offensive line? But, like, I feel like Florida State kind of is starting to feel a little bit more comfortable unless someone shockingly enters a transfer portal and there's some kind of lead way for them to grab them and have them come to Tallahassee. I feel like they're kind of set almost at where they're at. You can never have enough offensive linemen. I mean, we've seen that the last few years. One injury. So, and, yeah. And uh, I think at, at worst, you, you, if you get them, it pushes guys that you don't want on the field, like we talked about with Madden. Same thing. It pushes guys you don't want on the field, pushes them further down the depth chart. So even if he doesn't come in and compete right away for a starting spot, even if they feel good, you know, he's got four years left. So, you know, he's definitely would be, you know, down the road you know, multiple year probably contributor. So you have to go on, go all, all in on, on him. So. Well, we haven't uh, talked about this guy in a little bit, but I know you're excited. You were close with him during his recruitment, Nate, but Corey Wren might not be talking about him a lot. Might be a sleeper guy. Had to deal with injuries, uh, injury last year that kept him on the sideline. Uh, yep. For majority of the season, his freshman year, but elite speed can catch the ball. Got to see it a little bit in the spring, also in the spring game. Corey Wren. Uh, I, I think that you know he's a jet sweep kind of get him in the screen game, but I think it, his biggest impact will be special teams. So, yeah, yeah. we were told he was starting at kick return. Yeah, so I, I I think that's good. That's a good shot at happening, as long as he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his speed you gotta you gotta utilize it. I think you start off with the kick return. You have Travis J. You've also got Corey Wren back there, and then I think for punt return, I think it will end up being Travis J. Um, and then I think it'll kind of just be the swap of those two back there. Um, that's kind of the way I'd put it. Yep. Uh, I wanted to share a little picture here of Jameis Winston uh, looking nice right now. He's been training a ton, but uh, some latest pictures of him training in his Saints gear right now. But, I mean, this guy has been putting in some work this offseason. It's probably the best he's ever been in, probably. Oh, yeah. I think he turned a vegan last year, if I'm correct. Or, yeah, I think his dieting has changed quite a bit from what I was told. Look at his legs. Oh, yeah, no, this shot right here, he looks looks phenomenal. Good for him. I don't don't see Taysom Hill unless something goes crazy. What happens if if they do throw out Taysom Hill week one? I I just feel like Jameis, if he wasn't told something or he – he would, I don't he would have left. He would have left. Yeah, I feel like he he had offers from numerous other places too. So unless he was told that, hey, you know, Sean's like, hey, you're going to be the starter, blah blah blah. You know, you should probably stick with us. Um, I don't know. He's just been working. He's been working out with uh, um, Drew Brees's old trainer too. So yeah. that's what he's been doing this whole off season. He's been. Um, in and out of the West Coast and also down there 
in Tampa working out and also Orlando all, all around Florida. But, uh, a lot of, a lot of time being spent in San Diego to training with, uh, current, uh, saints players. So he's, he I just want to kind of highlight him showing out and, sh- uh, training right now. Uh, there, there is a, there is an update here on Destin Hill that I thought I kind of just note on. We already talked about it last week and sure enough, you know, Florida state made a statement today, but you know, we talked about the same thing. It's the same kind of thing that we heard, but right now they don't expect him to be on campus until uh, further notice. Uh, they are, they did state though, that they are looking forward to having him join the program in the future just some personal things that are holding him back. So like we said, if you guys want to go back, we talked about it last week. Um, just, it's kind of unfortunate though. Yeah. Stinks. Uh, let's see here. Am I missing anything else football wise? Anything else go on this week football wise for you guys? Anything exciting? Dang, that's crazy, guys. Y'all are awesome. I mean, I'm the wrong guy to ask about that. Golly, y'all are awesome. Uh, we'll definitely keep our viewers on here. Uh, yeah. Let's jump into let's jump into some uh, basketball. I know if Los is on here, he'd have like five things. Yeah. But Los, Los, Los left us, and then we were also supposed to have Cam Davis. Sadly, this man is training all the time. 2024 FSU running back commit was going to join us tonight. We're going to move that to next week. Uh, Cam. Uh, he's, he's traveling with baseball right now. This guy never stops. He, he's, he's an athletic freak and he, you know, he plays baseball and football dual sport athlete. So he's a bit busy guy and we tried getting him on, but the internet and the LTE was kind of iffy or we would have had him on this evening. So we're going to try to hope to have him and also running back commit Rodney Hill on next week, both together. So that should be a pretty exciting podcast. I promise we're trying to get him on. It's just uh, tech, not tech stuff going on and, and scheduling. It's not so easy. So. Right. We're going to try. We're, we're trying to next weekend. But uh, any kind of latest here, Austin, on basketball, it was fun seeing a lot of the uh, Terrence Mann tweets last night I woke so you up wanna, to. You want to pull up the video? Yeah, I've got to. Uh, he, he yammed on Rudy. Yeah, let me uh, find that video real quick. Clippers, yeah. finally, Clippers finally realized, hey, Terrence Mann's a good player. Um, and with Kawhi Leonard out for at least the series, if not the season, with an ACL injury, started Terrence Mann, puts up 13 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals, and most importantly, plus 15 in an eight-point win. It was second on the team in plus minus, second to Marcus Morris. He, he, they're finally realizing, hey, Terrence Mann's this guy. He, he brings the attitude, and we see – he should have taken the shot, first of all, but – he made up for it. <laughs> he made up for it. And as yeah. Coach Jones and Coach CUI would always say in practice, if you're going to go up, go up strong. Otherwise, it's going to be going the other way. And he went up strong. Ridiculous, man. I didn't even see it last night. I was asleep. That was such a late game. But I woke up in the morning and saw all the tweets. I'm like, what is going on? What did he do? And uh, yeah, now I know. <laughs> I mean, it's just a great play. And the, the great thing about these Clippers games is when they've been playing in L.A., there's so many former FSU guys out there watching Team Man. You know, last couple of games, Fiondo Cabangeli has been out there. Devin Vassell has been out there. David Nichols, uh, all been out there watching Trent and Team Man play each other in the playoffs. Oh, that's awesome! Love seeing that. 
That's really cool. And it was Trent's birthday this past week, too, so they're all hanging out. I wonder why I didn't take that shot. He should have. He absolutely should have taken the shot. But, but, but he made up def- for it. Defensive player of the year in a big-ass game in a big moment. You know, like I said in my tweet, I think he uh, has cemented himself in the as a player. He's he's going to make himself some money. Yeah. This next contract, next year's yep. a contract year for him. He's going to make himself some money. Yep. Actually, no. Does he have two more years? Uh, yeah, I think he has two more years on his contract. But either way, he's going to make himself his, some money on his second contract. Good three and D player. He's improved his three point shot a lot this year. Shot forty percent from three. And we we all know the kind of defender he is. That's a former, that's a former here the spear alum, baby. Doing work. I love Doing it, work. man. I love it. This, this shot right here is my favorite. Look at the fuck. Look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> he just, and he just Dang. yams on a three-time defensive player of the year. No, no big deal. Yeah, no biggie. Oh, God, I wish that was in L.A. The fans there. They're yeah. fans. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but you know what? It's even more funny, though. It's there and. He's, I guess he's always been this way, but I feel like he's a lot more expressive. Oh no, he's always been, he's been in the NBA. He's always yeah. been expressive. Don't don't well, let who, don't let Tallahassee fool you. And you know the, the shadow of Leonard ha- Hamilton being the face of a program. Terrence always no. expresses emotions. Austin, let me let me ask you a question. So y- y- you're close with Terrence, right? Not as much Terrence. Trent, well. Yes. well, well, well so, why do you think it took us so long to get in the rotation? Part of it's just you know more about politics. ball than I do. So. Part of it's just politics. A, a lot of these coaches don't play young guys early, unless it's you know Luka Doncic or a Trey yeah. Young. These, these second round guys, it's so tough for them to break the rotation. If you go back and listen to Jerry West after they dra- they drafted Fee and Terrence in the same draft, mm-hmm. and, and Jerry West was talking by the end of the season, he's going to be an impact player for us. COVID, COVID happened, things happened. He didn't get to play right away. Jerry West was super high on Terrence. Yeah. Um, and Terrence had to work to get drafted. You know, he went to the Portsmouth Invitational, went to the G League Combine, then got the NBA Combine invite. He had to work his way to get drafted. And when he did get drafted, he's been making the most of it. At first, he was looking at a two-way contract. Goes to the Summer League, hoops in Vegas. Had a phenomenal performance in, you know, the 10 days in Vegas. Got the four-year guaranteed contract, which you very rarely see. Mm-hmm. And he's just been grinding. Clippers have needed him because they need that slasher considering they don't have a true point guard. And he can facilitate being 6'5 and a good ball handler. I mean, it's, just, it's just politics with these second-round I mean, guys. I mean, he, uh, he was a big part why they won game seven in the last series. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah. yeah you know, I know it hurts for you, but, you know, he's a big reason why I think they win that game. He's the, he's the reason the Dallas Mavericks have imploded the last 36 hours. <laughs> Luke is out. No, he's not. Luke is, Luke is out. He's, he's out. Not. We're going to trade him for uh, to the to the Knicks for uh, no for Julian Randall. <laughs> no. You talked about uh, earlier when we were in the production meeting that you've got some updates here on some visits going on, and obviously we talked about Trey Mitchell last week and maybe there'd be some uh some stuff floating where fsu could have a have a pretty decent chance at landing them any kind of latest on trey mitchell i know that he ended up picking uh texas, yeah, texas. But any kind of uh take on that 
It sucks. That's a big miss. It's a huge miss considering Florida State's front court right now. I don't think anyone would be too confident on a front court of Tanner Ingham, Quincy Ballard, and Nahim McLeod. Whether you want to throw John Butler down there too, I think he's. I think the staff plans for him to be a four. But if Florida State needed a guy of Trey Mitchell's impact and goes to Texas. Florida State got the first visit. Texas got the second. There was rumors he might take a third visit. And then pops the same day coming off the Texas visit. It sucks. It, it really sucks. Florida State needed, needed, needed him. Um, and now they got to move to plan B, whether that's Musa Chise, whether that's some other big that we haven't heard of yet. Who knows? But they got to get one more. They got to get one impact guy down there because you can't live with the three guys you have right now. And I think they got to get another impact guy on the wing. I think you're set a point guard with Jalen Worley, Caleb Mills, and I, th- I think by now Raquan Evans is staying. He's been participating in summer workouts. Uh, you're set at point guard. You got to get more, one more wing uh, and one more big, and I think you're set. But right now the bigs are looking kind of scary. I was going to say, Austin, this background that you have is phenomenal, first of all. I, talk- I talked about it in the production meeting, but, I mean, check this out, Nate. Yeah, I'll pan up so you can see the back. You got you got Terrence. We were just talking about him. The, the famous yep. Rip jersey, if you can pull up that he- clip. Yeah. Uh, Phil Kofer. And then if you keep going that way, there's Dwayne Bacon and Trent Forrest. Just showing us out. I mean, I've got a helmet back there now, but that's eventually not going to be mine anymore. It's going to a Patreon member that way. Yeah. I, I, I have a dining room table. Yeah, And then I got my, <laughs> and then I got my shoe collection behind me. Cause you yeah, know, they, I, I figured people were tired of looking at a white wall. Well, wow. We were getting tired of looking at the guy that you had on your yeah, wall. I mean, okay. Like a man. You don't like, say a, like that. Well, I mean, that's what it was. There was a guy that Just was... because you don't know him doesn't mean you have to disgrace him. I, I, I will promise you guys, I, I won't ever have a guy... Next. I do have Timmy Jernigan in my bathroom, though. That's that's, that's That is that is a that's little weird. weird. Yeah, that is weird. And the, uh, I can't say where he's at there in the bathroom, but... That's really weird. You that's never really came... Weird. Yeah, that's you never weird. went to my bathroom, did you, when you came over, Austin? No, I, di- uh, I didn't. I'm so dare. glad you would have you would have tweeted it. You would have tweeted <laughs> it, and I I would have had to hide remind on Twitter. Remind me when I come down for the Notre Dame game. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lock that door. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm liking the new background though. I like. Thank it. you, thank you. I may, I may display a shoe up top. You have you're surrounded by shoes. You're I the plug. Still yeah. haven't plugged uh, Nate though yet, but. Okay. Nate's picky and he doesn't want to spend too much. That that's that's the only thing. I got kids, man. Yeah. I like I the chandelier a, though. I gotta be responsible. Chandelier looks nice, Nate. I like I appreciate it. Appreciate that, man. Looks pretty sweet. I appreciate that, you know. Uh but yeah, Austin, real quick to finish off basketball here, and we'll jump out it out of the uh podcast this week. Florida State was able to get quite a bit of visitors and, and this last week. Give us some updates there on these guys. Yeah, notably, Derek Whitehead was just left campus um, a couple days ago. Uh, he's coming off a Duke visit as well. Uh, at one point, he was Florida State's to lose. They've been over him for a year and a half now. He was teammates with Scotty Barnes at Montverde. It was AAU teammates with Jalen Worley, freshman point guard for us right now. Um, and then as soon as Coach K announces he's going to retire after the season, they, they pop the offer for, for Whitehead. And he said multiple times, Duke's his dream school. As soon as he got that offer, he visited. And as soon as he visited, he got four or five future casts on rivals. 
He's a guy Florida State's really after. Five-star, top 10, top seven player, however you want to look at it. He played two, played two through the four, athletic. He's exactly what Florida State wants, and they've done such a great job recruiting him. Now Duke's coming out of the coming out of the woodworks. At this point, it's a Duke-Florida State recruitment. It was good to get him on campus, especially right now with camps going on. He gets to see the guys interact with kids and staff. Um, and then the week before that, you had Jason Gortman, um, a high four-star point guard out of Columbia, South Carolina. Um, on ESPN, he's a five-star. 24-7 hasn't updated in, in a little bit, so he's just barely top 50 on 24-7. Um, but point guard's going to be a position of need here shortly, um, especially if they want to play Mills at the two moving forward. But for now, he's a one. Um, getting those two guys on campus. I mean, Florida State's been rolling the past few years, getting getting high profile guys in. I mean, look at last year alone; you get three top 100 guys between Cleveland, Butler, and Worley. Florida State's been rolling, and we're seeing those visits come in now, where they're taking advantage of this open period, just like football is. Just not as many people, obviously. Ooh, I was somehow exited the stream there and somehow made it back just in time. <laughs> yeah. I hit the X button and I was just like, bye y'all enjoy the rest. (laughs) I'm out of here. But you know what? Now with our new system, I can leave and we can just come right back on here. But I don't like that. My screen's the biggest. I do not like that. How do I switch that? There we go. Now that's better. Um, Even though I do like looking at myself and eight and I do look pretty good right now. You're not going to comment on that. You're all some things don't deserve a comment. No, right. No, Uh, you're usually the ones. You're usually the one that's giving me a hard time. So, but I mean, at least you're covering that shit ass haircut today. <laughs> haircut? Yeah. I did take a shower and then I like looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I can't get yeah. here. Yeah. That, that's why, like, when I first came in, I had my hood up. It's like, yeah. My, my yeah. hair would like flatten out a little bit. Yeah. No, mine, mine is really just to show off the NG cap, baby. NG cap. Uh, anything else going on? This week, gentlemen, anything? We got to watch out for Omar Graham Jr. for his commitment mm-hmm. on Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is going to be in attendance yeah. visiting Florida State along with uh, the number one running back in the 2022 class with Richard Young. So 2023. busy. 2023. 2023 uh, running back. So another busy weekend for FSU and recruiting that way. And along with basketball is kicking up too with some recruiting stuff going on. So. It is, it is nonstop. Dustin wasn't here with us. We had Carlos for 10 to 15 minutes before his phone died. We're trying to, we're trying to get a full show. We'll, we'll eventually get a full show soon, but it's kind of tough during the summer and family and trying to. It's off season, man. Off season, man. It is. Off season time to relax, you know? It is. We do go nonstop throughout the, the whole season from all the way August to February practically so it's kind of break time a little bit got to spend time with the family enjoy and COVID-19's kind of slimming down there's a lot more things to do so got to enjoy life we were all stuck in this house and I was stuck having to talk to Nate 24-7 and kind of blew Ooh, tell me about it <laughs> uh you're gonna try to go get over to IMG soon aren't you yes oh god something's yes, happening yes, now There we go. <laughs> uh, let me go and end this because we lost Austin too. I've exited the the stream once already, and Nate's 
microphone is zapping into outer space. But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening right now or watching still, or if you're on YouTube, whatever, if you're on YouTube, we would definitely appreciate if you just hit the like. Um, it would definitely help get it out to more FSU fans and come hang out with us. Uh, it helps a ton. As always, you can listen on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and like I just mentioned, YouTube. If you're on YouTube, also hit that subscribe button too, so then you'd be notified every time we release a new episode. The episodes are always available on late Thursday night, Friday morning for you guys, so you can listen to it if you just are coming in late. Uh, if you guys haven't joined yet, I'd suggest joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash day. Nate, Austin, and Dustin are giving 24-7 updates and nuggets and any kind of insider news that they have regarding recruiting, basketball, football, and plus I'm giving away giving away i'm giving out some nuggets here and there too what's going inside the program that's on our patreon.com slash no game day inside of the discord so definitely suggest you guys go join in there as always we definitely appreciate you guys hanging out with us live on the shows on the live shows as always appreciate you you guys are awesome you'll have a great rest of y'all's week and uh we will talk to you guys next thursday at 8 30 you have one more thing to say though nate that you're missing and i can't believe you haven't even mentioned it yet I, I was waiting my turn. Um, yeah. you know, I just want to shout out Travis Hunter. That's playing in the last three classes. So continue to do that work. You know, great things happening for you. Come on the podcast, please. Yes. Trying. When it when it happens, it's gonna be a million views, I'm telling you. It's gonna be a yeah. party. All right, everybody. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's week and we'll talk to you guys on Thursday evening, 8 30 p.m. Eastern. Peace.